Peace of Christ be with you, Hope College. Happy Friday, July 24th, right around the corner. Hey, let's give a hand to our worship team, CJ, for that. It's beautiful, beautiful. What, a, what an amazing truth we just heard. Just this, even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, God is working all the time. It's an extraordinary claim. And it means that even you for right now, you freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, fifth year, senior, maybe a few six year, God's at work in your life. And he's at work in your life so that you don't just stay here, but you'll be prepared to go out into the world and to bear witness, to be a light in dark places. It's my great privilege to introduce a friend, a board of trustees member, uh, Hope College 2001 alumnus, Nathan Hart, who here in this place, in this chapel, on this campus, God was at work in his life, and God has used him to send him out into the world. Currently, he's in Greenwich, Connecticut. He's a pastor of Stanwich Church. He is a faithful man, a devout follower of Jesus, and his life is having a ripple effect for generations yet to come. But he's back here. He's back home. He's one of ours because God was at work here. Would you please give Nathan Hart a warm welcome? Good morning, Hope College. You know, it was 20 years ago that I was sitting right where you are. 20 years ago, you know what you were doing? You were being born, most of you, <laughs> or not yet. I used to sit right up here in the front pew with all you other type A overachievers. I see you. Yeah, this was me. Jared. Your name's Jared, right? Yeah, you're in my seat. Actually, maybe I was in your seat, keeping it warm for you. I brought photographic evidence that I was here 20 years ago. I want you guys to see this picture. This was me in college. Why are you laughing? Oh, wait, wait, wait. All right, so this is me. Hold on. If you, if you see it, just don't tell your neighbor, okay? This is me right here. This is my housemate, Eric Scrotenborg, who's here today supporting me. And I don't know if you guys recognize this face. If you don't know who that is, I'll give you a hint. At the time this picture was taken, he was the president of student council. And he ran student council meetings like a future Hope College president. That's Matt Scogan right there. Isn't that amazing? I knew him before you were born. While I was here, as Trigby said a moment ago, while I was here sitting in your pew, as it were, God did a deep work in me. God did a deep, deep work that I didn't see coming. And he made a truth in scripture real to me, right here in this place, this transformational place. That truth from scripture is from the gospel of Matthew. It's the very words of Jesus. And it says this, those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. You know who said that? It was Jesus. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Let me stop to pray. God, we have just read a couple of phrases from your word. We have opened your word, and now my prayer that by your Holy Spirit, you would open our hearts. As we open your word, open our hearts, speak truth to our hearts. Convict us, 
encourage us, inspire us, wrap us up in your love. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. It was 20 years ago, almost to this month, and I was walking along the sidewalk next to the pine grove, and I realized something. I realized that the people that I was walking past, many of them were looking at me, and they knew me, and they had a positive perspective of me. I had had some success in the theater department. I had had the lead roles in a couple of shows. When I was a senior here, I was the homecoming king. I was kind of well-known a little bit, you know. One of my housemates called me a senator because when I'd go to 8th Street, he said I would shake hands and kiss babies. (laughs) But I was walking along the sidewalk in the Pine Grove and I was watching people's eyes as they looked at me and I realized a couple things in that moment. I realized I was enjoying it. I was enjoying having a positive reputation. But I also realized something else in that moment. I realized, you know, I think this might be a problem for me. I had learned enough from the preaching from this stage and growing up in my household of faith. My parents are here. They raised me in the faith. And I knew that if I had that feeling of enjoying people's positive view of me, I might have a little bit of a pride problem. I might be a little bit arrogant. And I remember I was visiting my parents one day, and I said to my mom, I said, Mom, for the next couple of months, I'm going to pray for humility. And I remember telling that to my mom. She was around the kitchen table. She pulled out her chair, and she sat down in it, and she looked at me, and she said, you got to be careful what you pray for. (laughs) A couple of moms out here just laughed, you know. I didn't know what she meant. I'm like, Mom, I think I might be prideful. I'm going to pray for humility. She said, you be careful what you pray for. I didn't really realize what she meant in that moment. But just a couple of months later, I was walking through this same campus, and I was walking over in Lubbers Hall, and I was walking up the stairs to the second floor where I was going to class, and I suddenly realized I was totally wiped out. I was exhausted. I had sweat beating up on my forehead and I could barely feel my heart and I was winded and I had to lean up against the wall before I went into class. And that started happening more and more and I even blacked out one time. I passed out driving my car, which is very dangerous, obviously. So my dad took me over to the emergency room and I remember that day very well. And I remember the nurse coming up to me and he put his stethoscope right up to my chest in the waiting room. And I remember his eyes grew really wide. And he said, we need a stretcher. To make a long story short, I was diagnosed with chronic atrial fibrillation. It's when your heart beats irregularly. I was way too young to have something like that happen to me. And I remember a prayer request went out to the gospel choir, which at the time had like 90 students in it. And they were meeting that night for rehearsal, and they were right here on this stage, and the girl who reported the prayer request, she got it kind of wrong. She said, we got to pray for Nathan. There's something wrong with his heart and his brain, and he could die. She said something crazy like that. (laughs) Well, a few days later, I was back on campus. My heart was still not beating quite right, but I was able to come back to class, and I was walking down that same sidewalk, and I looked around at the looks in people's eyes. And I realized they all knew. And I was crushed 
because I realized what they were looking at me thinking now, instead of, there's that guy I have positive feelings about, they were thinking, there's that guy with something wrong with him. And I was so tied up, my identity was so tied up in what people thought of me that that crushed me. I was very humbled in that moment. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Sometime later, I was getting an operation on my heart, and I remember being in the pre-op room. I was lying on this bed. I'm in a hospital gown and those stupid socks they give you. And I remember lying there waiting for the operation to start, and I had my fingers on my wrist feeling my funky, messed up heartbeat. But in that moment, I was grateful for every heartbeat that I had, the fact that my heart was still beating at all. And I was just, I remember looking up at the ceiling tiles in that room and just saying to God, thank you for that heartbeat. Thank you for this one too. Lord, thank you for that heartbeat. Thank you, I'm still alive. And it was right then, in that moment, I realized my mom's face, be careful what you pray for. And I realized maybe this whole thing with my heart was a gift from God, that he was humbling me. I can't think of a much more humble thing than to thank God for every heartbeat. Now, I don't know if God caused my heart to go out of rhythm or if he simply allowed it to humble me. That's something you guys can all debate over the lunch table today. College is a great place to have theological debates. Did God cause it or did he allow it? I don't know. But I know that God used it. God used it to humble me. And I wonder if there's anybody here in this room who might be a little bit the same as I was, or if my wife was here, she'd say I still am sometimes. Might be a little bit prideful, a little bit self-exalting. And I would invite you to pray one of those dangerous prayers that I prayed, that God would humble you somehow. I'm also aware there might be some people in this room, you might have the opposite thing going on. You might think, wow, Nathan, you were really arrogant. You thought really highly of yourself. I hate myself. I have a really low self-esteem. There might be somebody here who feels that way. And for you, I would remind you of what it says in the second half of this word from Jesus. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. God will lift you up. But I think in either case, if we think too highly of ourselves or too lowly of ourselves, both are kind of focused on ourselves, aren't they? I was way too focused on what people thought of me, what my reputation was. I didn't yet have my eyes fixed on Jesus, the one who was humbled and exalted for me. Here's what it says in Philippians chapter 2. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. 
You know what I realized when I fixed my eyes on Jesus in this great humbling process that he went through? He loved me so much that he not only created an atmosphere in my life that I would have to be humbled with an irregularly beating heart, but when he died on the cross, his heart stopped beating for me, for you, so that we could be given the gift of eternal life. That's what happened on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is what he's done for us. My heart beats in normal rhythm now. If anybody was wondering, I had two operations and I still thank God every day for those heartbeats. And I ask God to humble me on those days when I feel exalted. I ask God to lift me up on those days when I feel really low about myself, when I let the voice of the enemy feed my mind and tell me I'm, I'm worth this much. But in all those circumstances, I pray, Lord, lift my eyes off myself and let me fix them on you, the one who humbled yourself for me, became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Your heart stopped beating so that I could have eternal life. I'm gonna pray for all of us right now before I send you all off to class. Holy Spirit, I pray for every person in this room. You know them better than I know them. You know them better than they know themselves. I pray for those who might need this word. I pray for those who might be exalting themselves a little too much, just like I did. I pray that you'd humble them, but I pray that you'd be a little more gentle on them than you you were on me. But whatever it takes, God, we trust you. And for those who might need to be lifted up a little bit, those people who have believed the lies of the enemy, those people who have believed lies of people who have ridiculed them, I pray that you would speak identity into their hearts right now. That your booming voice from heaven would be louder than those voices, that voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. And as these students go off to class, Lord, I pray that their identity would be found in you, not in their grades, not in their achievement, not in the bids they may or may not get from their fraternity or sorority, not in what people say about them, but in what you think about them, you who died for them. And I pray all this in the powerful name that is above every name, Jesus Christ, amen. God bless.